Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, I have some worrying news. Oh, no. Uh, it comes courtesy of Luminal Spoon on our Discord. <gasps> oh, wow. You should go check out uh, bit.ly forward slash podiots Discord. Is that it? Vidiot's Beach? One? Oh. One, of, one of them. I haven't <laughs> actually opened... It's Vidiot's Discord, isn't it? I haven't actually opened my notes yet. Let me just double check that. Uh, yeah, it is... I'm gonna. I'm looking at it. It is bit.ly forward slash Vidiot's official Discord. Camel case, Vidiot's official Discord. Okay. Go and hang out with people. Uh, in episode 98, I don't know if you remember, but we all made predictions for the coming year. <laughs> oh, did we? Oh, no. <laughs> we did. Um, I'm sorry to say that two of three of them <gasps> have come true. Oh, Pretty rough. much already. Uh, so, firstly... I said that energy prices will go up again. Oh, okay. oh this is all your fault, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, you should expect a knock on the door any day now, Michael, uh-huh. for our dearly departed monarch oh, was no. your prediction. It's your <gasps> fault, Mikey. Oh, I've implicated myself in it. This is, this is it for me. I'm going down. I'm worried about what I predicted now. What did I say? Uh... <laughs> You predicted that, and this is the remaining one that I believe episode 98 came out in April. So how many months we got left until next April? Six months? Okay, so in the next six months, Dave Benson Phillips will legally pursue us. Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. What would we have to do for that to happen? God. Uh, Keep keep him in it. We should have left him out of it. We really should. Uh, but there you are. Just um, just a little warning that that we have to be very careful. Now. <laughs> Need to lawyer up. Yes. Anybody know any good lawyers? Uh, I know a good property lawyer. I uh, don't know one of that specialises in children's TV presenters' defence. No. <laughs> no, sadly not. Tell your lawyers, yeah. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Um, I've got a little update regarding children's TV presenters as well, actually. Oh. Um, so a a new Star Wars series just came out, and everyone, before I even watched it, everyone was talking about how cute the new droid is, because that's what everyone does, right? They see the new mm. little robot, and they're like, huh, I love him. And I just expected it to have some kind of cute beepy-boopy voice. And then when I watched it, it's got the voice of a grown man. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever, that's fine. Um, and then I realised at the end, the droid is presumably puppeteered by, but also voiced by no. none other than Dave Chapman, the yes. neighbour's no. cat. Vidiot's alumni. alumni, Dave Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> alumni, yes. <laughs> That's what he's known for, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were really lucky to get in there and uh, get a, a message from him because I bet his, his value has gone right up now. He's in Star Wars as a voice actor. When I was talking to him over it, me and my good friend Dave. Dave. uh, (laughs) When I was talking to him over email, he did say, I've got a really busy shoot tomorrow, so I'll record something tonight. Do you reckon that was Star Wars and forward slash or? And slash or. I don't know. Maybe it it would be done by then. Although there's there's another season being made, so maybe they're already doing... I don't know if they're making that now. So he could be doing season two. Maybe he was in a studio doing the... The VA, perhaps. Yeah, for the droid. Um, he will definitely, though, be doing into like people will want to know about him. You know, he spent all that time being Otis the Aardvark and the neighbor's cat, mm. and and now you know you just you wait. The Hollywood Reporter yep. will be like, "Hey, Dave, can we talk to you?" And he'll be like, "Sorry, got to record a message for Vidiots again." <laughs> I'm just imagining him, him hunched over in a corner of the set, like everyone be quiet for me. I've got to record something. You like, hear come out of him. <laughs> Hello, Ben, Peter, and Mikey. <laughs> what I prefer is the bit preceding that, where he watches the fart video in the corner. <laughs> Wait, yeah, he's watching that out loud. <laughs> yeah. He's standing there next to Diego Luna and, you know, whoever else is that Tony Gilroy, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård, 
He's there listening to Michael Johnson fart down a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to take that as, as what actually happened now, and that, that's going to be the proudest story I ever tell my grandkids. Oh. I, think so. I think you should be very proud. <sighs> wow. Well, uh, should we make some more audio magic? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official, official. Vidiots, Vidiots podcast. podcast. Uh, it's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Guys, we had some pretty devastating news recently in regards to uh, Richard and Dominic. Isn't oh, that right, Peter? That's true, yeah. Um, it, the writing was on the wall. Um, so after the uh, the death of the Queen, they I, I saw a tweet going around online of one particular show that had been cancelled. And it was, a, I think it was one of the earlier ones. It was like an October one. And I thought, maybe they're doing that as a... Because it's still within the period of National Mourning or something. <laughs> Um, and then I, so I messaged you guys and was like, look out, this might happen. Anyway, then nothing happened for a few more days, I think. And then out of nowhere, I think they cancelled all of their dates. And they said, the good news is we'll be adding even more dates next year, but we're having to move, I think, every single show. So it's all been uh, cancelled. Ours is now in March, is it, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a delay. But the email did mention one very exciting thing in that some VIPs will be chosen to go on stage and take part in some games, which uh, has me <gasps> no ecstatic. <way. laughs> yeah, I mean, that's got Michael Johnson written all over it because I <laughs> that is my worst nightmare, but it's very much your shit. Oh, I'd be a nervous wreck, but I couldn't say no. <laughs> I would do it for a Dick and Dom game for sure. But yeah, yeah um, normally I wouldn't like to be picked for anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, just, I'd be sweating, but like inside of me, deeply want to do it, but also at the same time, don't want anything less in my life. But <laughs> got to do it. So we will reconvene next year for Dick and Dom Live, um, and I'm sure it will be just as magical as it would have been if it were next month, which Aww. it is no longer. Mm. Never mind. Uh, do you guys want a Poddy It's Presents update? There's a few new ones that I'm looking at. Oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah, I saw a really good one recently. I can't remember what it was, but I'll, I'll have, you might have it with you, actually, Ben. Um, I may well. There's just a few here. Uh, Professor Kang just tweeted these at us. Uh, there's Poddy It's Paddling Pool. Uh, <laughs> Poddy It's Presents Cultaholic Ventures Limited. Nice. Podiots presents Wimbledon Abbey, uh, and my favourite, Podiots presents Weetabix Limited, and then in brackets, <laughs> what's that then? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was the one. Oh, that's great. Is that the actual what's Weetabix factory? Yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So, there we are. If you would like to fund this lunacy slash uh, help us prepare for impending legal action from Dave Benson Phillips, you can go to streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations. Donate £3 or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Join the Pumpy Platoon, the Tiny Troop and the Fast Crew. Mikey's going to kick us off. We begin with a global atrocity. <laughs> Fun. That's that's the name. I'm not censoring anything there. Poddly Squaddly. Mr. Blobby becomes a hitman. Specky Becky. Queen would have loved Steam Deck. She would. Oh, she would have this. <laughs> Ian Jasper, 57 and two thirds. The Queen's orphaned corgis. Oh, oh, oh leave, no, leave them no. out of it. Corgis. Poor corgis. Freddie Weber got the clap. Stephen Scordes. And very funny name, Lord Brotovich. <laughs> oh, what a card. Oh, that's my favourite of the week, for sure. Um, we've also got Don Echo 7. The Queen isn't dead. She's just changing. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Severin D. Uh, Blobby's, Blobby's Gobby gets me throbby. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Bo Bus Boppis. Uh, Lorem Ipsum Dolor Sit Ahmet, who was very generous and said... <laughs> Consecutor adipisking elite said sit amet diem said lacus feguliat aliquam nac ad lorem pulvenar sagittis nulla id elefaind acru suspendis elementum leorit sem at octor lectus tristique vel integer dababus solicitudin metus sit amet orare quam. 
Um, nice. Which translated, yeah. thank you. Which translated into English, keeping in mind that lorem ipsum isn't real Latin, says enhanced monitoring procedures. But let it be a great diam, but a little lake of fiugiat. For as with the lorem pulvinar, there is no such thing as arrows. The elephant of the bow. Suspendis elementum laorate sem, a author read sad, or it is important to decorate the whole of the fear of anxiety. (gasps) (sighs) Quite prophetic at the end there. Yeah, it was. Um, We wouldn't do that for anyone, but it was a generous donation, so thanks for that. Um, Polyots presents D's nuts. Uh Caroline, it's not your baby. And one with everything. (laughs) Theoretically possible. Theoretically possible. Uh, and finally, we have Peter Parker's Perky Pecker. Janet Wicks likes to hear Wicks. Uh, no wanking, Queen's dead. Oh. That's out of respect. Mm. Mr. Macca, hello, dis da Google Maps police. <laughs> Caroline did anal on OnlyFans. Oh, well, I mean, that's her business. That's obscene. That's her business. Uh, the heartless nerd who was very generous, not so heartless, and said, Howdy, my lovely vidiots. It's my birthday on the Earth, Wind and Fire Day this month. Do you remember? It says. I'm turning 30 and I fear death approaching more rapidly each day. Help. Thank you for all the laughs as always. Love you all. Keys, keys. Well, happy birthday, the heartless keys. nerd. Thank I you. feel the same. Yes, uh, in yes. fact, your birthday was yesterday at the time of recording. Uh, Mikey's yet to hit 30. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Well, earlier this week, my back started hurting, so I'm I'm approaching 30 in, in spirit. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, Join meth, us. Meth the Gong Goose, Ben's Lunchtime Egg, Big Titty Jesus 42, and Twiddle, my left analogistic. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much, Pod Squad. Uh, do you have a favourite this, this week? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for get... the Ipsum Lorem. Yeah, personally pretty good i'm gonna give you know, i'm gonna give a shout out just to donak i think they've been here every episode That's a good yeah. one yeah <laughs> fair enough likewise specky becky is usually in there um skodes brotovich oh, yeah sorry there's a whole Web- gang Web- Web- yeah mr um, macca that's a regular mr macca yeah yeah um i BTJ. will go yes btj uh i'm always just it will never not make me laugh. Uh, one with everything. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> it's simple, but it got me. So Classic. Yeah. Classic. Well, once again, streamlabs.com forward slash potty at donations, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Peter, your question boy man today. I am. Um, I've got some questions submitted by the listeners. Thank you, listeners. This is from Joseph Keating at Evo Paleo uh, on Twitter. Um, who says, just watched Rules Boss saving the Fallout 76 stream clip again. It's a cracker. What is your favourite serendipitous moment from Vidiots? Um, I've got one for while you guys are thinking. Uh, Serendipitous in the sense that it wasn't planned, it wasn't intentional, uh, but it just came at the right moment. Uh, It's a very recent one. Literally the last thing we did... Mikey writing Voits on the oh. whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, take... that was very good. Um, I found it even funnier at the time because I think this is a funnier word. I thought it said vidits, but um, <laughs> yeah, Voits just is just so as good. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that honestly, people might think we did that on purpose, but Michael was genuinely trying to write the word vidits <laughs> and came out with Voits. So. Um, <laughs> It was a perfect ending to a to our return to Bristol. Yeah. It really was. Um, I'd, I've it's one we go to often, but the Little Britain DVD oh. game melting oh, down yeah, and, yeah. and just completely breaking was. Uh, oh, and also Ikbin Cheggers, like so Ikbin many instances Cheggers, of like yes. the games just breaking themselves in really fun ways. Yeah. Oh man, you, yeah, I was gonna say. I think yeah, for me, it's got to be Little Britain as well. I think you just yeah. the 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 game, well, the capture software, whatever it was, did us a service by cutting the fat and getting straight to the good stuff. So yeah, we thank it for that. <laughs> we sincerely do. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. That was a quick one. Yeah. Um, who would like to do their thing? I would. Oh, go go then, <laughs> Come on, sir. Sir, can I do my thing? Please do. <laughs> So I'm going to start in a slightly corny way of starting with a quote. I think oh. I hear it when presentations start like that. For your consideration, everybody, as a quote. But anyway, this is a fun one. 
Zombies are horribly dangerous to all human life, and zombie infections have the potential to seriously undermine national security and economic activities that sustain our way of life. Therefore, having a population that is not composed of zombies or at risk from their malign influence is vital to United States and allied national interests. So it may seem like a weird quote, and when you hear the context, it gets even weirder. Oh boy, that, is this a real thing, a real document? That no duh summation... Well, sorry, let me put some more effort into that. That no duh summation of the threat of zombies to national security comes from the pages of CONOP 8888, a real document drafted by United States military planners that details how the country might best respond to a zombie outbreak. Wow. Yes, that's right. The US government drafted an official zombie preparation plan and all 31 pages of it are available online to read. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a ride. It's, it's, it's quite interesting to read through. So I'm going to give a little overview of the whole thing, some highlights and a bit of context, if you don't mind. Well, it's another callback it. to a previous podius. We've done the predictions callback now this is i think it was a very early episode one of the questions we were asked were what what's your zombie plan um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an age-old question everyone loves it and i guess yeah. now the authorities have an answer the official zombie plan is what the official yes. learn us michael this yes. is zombie plan official uh so yes the u.s government drafted an official zombie preparation plan another quote here this plan was not actually designed as a joke the report begins and indeed it is not Dating from April 2011, CONOP 8888 is the work of military planners of the U.S. Strategic Command in Omaha, Nebraska, one of the Departments of Defense 10 Unified Commands and uh, Command Employments of Personal... Oh my God, this is a mess of words. This is right English, I just can't say it. One of the Departments of Defense's 10 Unified Commands employs personal from all that is not that is not english i should have really proofread that basically this is from a branch of the u.s military in order to provide a number of large-scale national defense services so basically their job is to imagine scenarios and come up with plans on how to defeat them and overcome them so that you know they're not caught with their pants down in the middle of a big event Hmm. and this is the organization that created an honest to goodness zombie defense plan The 31-page document made public thanks to a report by Foreign Policy in 2014, uh, Foreign Policy is a magazine, serves as an outline of what would have to be done in the event that the sort of zombie apocalypse depicted in shows like The Walking Dead happens in real life. More specifically, the document provides detailed explanations of the various legal, political and practical issues involved in a war on the undead. Uh, so yeah, it is is quite a meaty document, and there's lots of mumbo jumbo in there. But we'll we'll cut to the fun stuff. Yeah, U.S. and international. Well, here's another quote: U.S. and international law regulate military operations only insofar as human and animal life are concerned. There are almost no restrictions on hostile action against pathogenic life forms, organic robotic entities, or quote-unquote traditional zombies the report reads so this almost is... there's almost no restrictions <laughs> on what you can do to zombies or organic <laughs> robots i did read through it. i'm not sure what the restrictions exactly were i think nukes are probably the one thing that they'll be careful of using but even yeah. then i mean, just 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 launch the buggers man Combined with the fact that the authors expect a declaration of martial law following an outbreak, that gives the government a wide range of options for killing zombies. In in discussing how to kill zombies, the plan goes through a number of general uh, phases that would make for the best anti-zombie attack. In the first phase, authorities will instruct the military and the public on how the zombies they're fighting work and how to kill them. So a little bit of public education. (laughs) The second phase, deterrence points out that, quote-unquote, zombies cannot be deterred themselves, but calls for a broad sweep of operations to restore confidence in the government's ability to combat the threat. So (laughs) one of the major steps is, don't worry, guys, we got this. You can trust us. (laughs) (laughs) In the next two phases, military forces conduct sweeps of infected areas, killing zombies and burning the bodies to remove the threat of infection. And in the final phase, the government rebuilds its authority over the civilian population and eliminates the final pockets of zombie resistance. 
And operations like this wouldn't only be conducted domestically. According to the document, uh, they would also they would expect you know international, global working together to to make this happen. This is this wouldn't just be a one country job, obviously, because you know that virus ain't going to stay in the continent. As the report states, because zombies pose a threat to all quote unquote non-zombie human life. I referred after as humans. So yeah, this expands not just to humans, but to animals, rats and all that. They'll be big. We will be prepared to preserve the sanctity of human life and conduct operations in support of any human population, including traditional adversaries. So at this point, you know, it's just, I don't care who you are. We're friends now in, in overcoming this one evil, evil entity. Wow. This is amazing. It gets better. This is the uh, this is the, what I call the boring stuff. We're about to get into right. the fun stuff. <laughs> okay. From its international scope to its multi-phase attack plan, the document is remarkably thorough, covering every conceivable type of zombie. Because no, of course, there's not just one type of zombie. The plan first addresses the basic pathogenic zombies, which are given life by a virus, your typical run-of-the-mill that we've seen depicted in films. Then there are radiation zombies. I, I imagine just from some kind of radiation that's caused some kind of mess up in the body and made them mutate. Uh, there's also evil magic zombies born from quote unquote occult experimentation, space zombies created by oh. aliens, <laughs> weaponized zombies. I assume you know, some evil evil persons managed to make zombies is now using them to to do their evil bidding. And my favorite in the list vegetarian zombies <laughs> whoa oh <laughs> and, they're gonna eat uh, all the vegetables no <laughs> no and uh and i'm about to read a quote which is yes from an official u.s document uh as indicated in the popular game plants versus zombies oh <laughs> that's the that's what they're citing for that <laughs> right good it, they state that while vegetarian zombies pose no direct threat to humans, they will consume all plant life in front of them, leading to deforestation and elimination of key food crops. Deforestation. <laughs> They're just <laughs> other than them, trees. They're eating entire forests. Wow. Um, I do have another direct quote here. Of note, where normal carnivorous zombies commonly grown the word brains semi-comprehensibly, Vegetarian zombies, or as they call it in here, VZs, can be identified by their aversion to humans, affinity yeah. for plants, and their tendency to semi-comprehensibly groan the word grains. No, that's uh, not real. That can't be in there. That, I, I, I only caught that 10 minutes before recording. I'm so glad I did. That is beautiful. <laughs> Great. It, says, it literally says word for word earlier on in the document, this is not a joke. <laughs> But yes, we're okay. going to cite Plants vs. Zombies and make puns. <laughs> um, they also expand on their references for vegetarian zombies. Not just Plants vs. Zombies, but they also say, as seen in the movie Signs, starring the ac- mm. uh, known actor Mel, Mel, Mel Gibson. Known racist. Known racist. Zombies. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I, don't, I can't remember that. Maybe They're oh. aliens who don't like water being splashed on them. I don't think they're vegetarian. Yeah, it's like an alien invasion. Like... What a weird... Maybe I'm forgetting... <laughs> Maybe there's a zombie bit, but I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird one. Um, they finish off that quote by saying, uh, in relation to vegetarian zombies, no current examples of this zombie class have ever been captured or examined by scientists. Good to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> The report but it doesn't primi- say that about the other kind. No. Well, hey, maybe they, uh, maybe that they've let the, let the card uh, the hand show there. They know about yeah. all the others. This is the one that's secret. The report primarily focuses on the pathogenic zombies and lays out a worst case scenario in which the infection spreads quickly and each death strength strengthens the zombie horde while weakening the military. Although the report also points out if they're facing evil magic zombies then they may have to worry about atheists in their own ranks being turned and suggests intervention by the military's chaplain's corps. corps. Is that how you pronounce it? Chap- chaplain? Chaplain. Chap- chap- chaplain, chaplain yeah. yeah. By the military's chaplain corps. So basically what they're um, putting forward here is that to fight evil magic zombies, we don't use guns, we use religion. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's great. And another little quote, uh, direct quote from the document here. 
Based on the most based on most science fiction sources, uh, the magic zombies, despite being the hardest threats to eliminate directly by attacking the zombie life form, can usually be eliminated if the source of evil magic is destroyed. There is evidence to suggest the chap uh, the chaplain corpse core may prove integral to countering these threats. Which is great. Mm. But that's not all. There's, there's a final type of zombie here, which I love. The report even makes special mention of chicken zombies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which it notes are the only kind that have actually been proven to exist. What? Oh, like <laughs> headless chickens. Oh, yeah. right. Bing, yeah. Bingo, you got it. Uh, similar to that, yeah. As the report summarizes, these chickens are the are ones that have been euthanized by being sealed inside chambers and suffocated with carbon dioxide, only to survive and claw their way back out of the grave. Luckily, the authors of the document point out that these zombies pose little threat to humans. <laughs> uh, and they summarize them by saying, Chicken zombies are simply terrifying to behold and are likely only to make people become vegetarians in protest to animal cure cu cruelty. <laughs> they appear to be no direct threat to humans. <laughs> they appear to be. We don't know yet. <laughs> I just uh, the, the the confidence in that statement... Chicken zombies are simply terrifying to behold. So good. Uh, do, 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 do. So while these chicken zombies do indeed exist, the fact that they're included in this document might be your first indication that the plan wasn't devised completely in earnest. So if this document isn't totally serious, why would the Pentagon go through all this trouble of creating it and imagining all these scenarios and coming up with all these different kinds of zombies? According to a spokesperson for the U.S. Strategic Command, the document is identified as a training tool used in an in-house training exercise where students learn about the basic concepts of military plans and order development through a fictional training scenario. Mm -hmm. So I have slightly pulled the rug under you there. This, While this is an official U.S. government army document, it's not really serious it's more of a you know a thought exercise mm. but still okay. still still pretty pretty good in other words it's basically a training exercise featuring a fictitious enemy rather than an actual plan that its authors would envision using in the field you see the u.s needs to train its personnel to plan for different national security threats the problem is that these plans are sometimes leaked and if they have their planners working on a hypothetical invasion of Brazil simply for practice, it might still make the Brazilians nervous if it gets picked up by the press. So uh, you can see the kind of thing here. So choose something utterly ridiculous and people are just like, ah, that's fine. But if they do, if they train on an actual threat or target, then that could look pretty dicey. So thus, by developing a plan for something that is unlikely to offend anyone, like a zombie outbreak, they can provide their staff with a valuable experience without risking any damage to foreign relations. And the fact that it's a particularly entertaining thing to prepare for means that they can get their planners engaged in the process. So while it always pays to be prepared, you can rest easy in the knowledge that the US government isn't seriously expecting a zombie apocalypse. At least as far as we know. Oh, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah. I think the zombie nation would be pretty upset about this. Oh, zombie nation. You yeah, upset yeah. the zombie country. I know, this is it's pretty rude of them. Well, Dead island. Dead island. <laughs> it does say, though, that in the event of a zombie apocalypse, we will be friends with all nations uh, in, in order to destroy the zombie menace. So... Would we have to join mm. the zombie nation? And how would they feel about that? Because I don't know. You yeah. can't have it both ways. You can't be friends with the zombie nation and then also try and kill them. Oh, zombie chaos. nation once again. NATO member uh, has once again vetoed military action against zombies. Yeah. <laughs> we need so, a unanimous man. vote, and the flipping zombie nation are constantly <laughs> saying no. Fucking time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Fun little, fun little thing for you. That was Love fun. It. Thank you, Mikey. Yeah, Thanks, Mikey. Uh, I have got a question here. Um, it's from um, Reg at Pen Richard Pen, who says, "If you could instantly become the best in the world at one thing right now, what would it be?" Oh, oh. I. <laughs> God, this is such a boring answer. Plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could get a job that actually makes me money. <laughs> yeah, fair. 
<laughs> get a trade. That's what that's what I should have done when I was a kid. Oh no. Yeah, I think I can't settle for that. Give me a minute. I can do better than that. <laughs> I think something practical would be really useful. I'd quite like to be the best in the world. I'd just like to be really good at cooking, maybe. Not even the yeah. best in the world. I'd settle for far less than best in the world. Yeah, yeah. I would with um just being handy. As they as they say, yeah. uh, just being able to do stuff around the house, like fix stuff. Um, you know, I I have an idea of like the processes by which I would, for example, repair something. Like, oh, if I just had like a bit of wood, like if I chopped that and like hammered it in. But I know that I I wouldn't cut it straight. I wouldn't nail it in straight. I probably wouldn't sand it properly. You know, whatever I would do, it would just come loose again after like six months of use. Or like, it doesn't matter what the what it is. I just wouldn't do it right. Whereas my granddad, for example, is just amazing at anything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wish I was just really good at just household maintenance and things like that, fixing cars and stuff. Oh, it would be good. Yeah. Will be good. I, I I I get maybe a slightly boring answer, but I'd really love to be more musical in like a general sense. And if I have like a general being good at instruments ability, I would absolutely adore that. But I've got no sense of rhythm. My my left and right hand can't do different things at different times. So I've I've faltered at every attempt to learn an instrument, pretty much. But I'd love to love to make some little bops. Yeah, that'd yeah, nice. yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Bop ability. Hey, <laughs> boppis. <laughs> Now that's what I call Bobbis. We're doing like quick work on the questions. <laughs> yeah, today. we are, aren't we? Fine <laughs> yeah. through them. Um, ben, do you want to do your thing next, or shall I? Uh, I could do my thing. I don't think it's going to take very long. Okay, good. Continue it. on this speedy trend. Um, <laughs> I've got a new game that could potentially be a recurring feature. Oh. It's called oh, "How Many Dicks Will Fit in This Thing." <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, firstly. I would like you to, you both of you, uh, so it's called, on this uh, call. Knob the Onion, by chance. No, it's not called Knob the Onion. That's very <laughs> oh. nice, though. That's good. Uh, how big slash how long is the average Wilkins uh, length duration? How, how, what's the average duration of a Wilson? <laughs> um, it's measured um, fully in inches, erect, isn't it? Sorry, yeah, in fully inches. erect in inches, please. I believe it's something like... Five and a half to six and a half, that range. Yeah, five I'm, and a half, six. I'm, I'm going to go for 5.6. It's 5.1 is the average Ooh. erect Wilkins size. So <laughs> the game here is I have various <laughs> objects and I would like you to tell me how many penises <laughs> are in it. Uh we're so have start... you worked out the the 3D volume of a penis? No, no, just... no. It's just the length. Just the, okay. the okay. height slash length. Like how so many... end to end. End to end. How many <laughs> how dicks many pe- can fit in this thing? Okay. Uh, the first one is the Eiffel Tower. Oh, my God. How many dicks can fit in the Eiffel Tower, oh. please? Couldn't even start with like a bathtub or something. You've gone big. Um... No, we're going big. Oh. I can I can give you the, the height of the various thing. I've got five, by the way. I can give you the height of the various things in... Uh, in feet, but I kind of also don't want to give you that until you've guessed, no, because you shouldn't. might be able to reverse engineer. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, how many dicks? How many erect is the dicks will fit Eiffel in the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower? Well, this is the calibration question because right now there's no context. We don't really know. So after this, will be more accurate. But so this is a, a shot in the dark. I'm gonna say 687 of them. Hmm. See, it would be maybe slightly easier as well if it was in metric, because... <laughs> How many like metric 12... knobs is this? <laughs> like, So it's like two two and a bit dicks to a foot, basically, I think. Mm. It's like two, two, point, two, two and a quarter dicks or something. So... Okay. Um, how about um, 800 dicks? Well, the Eiffel Tower is 984 feet tall. So, how oh. many dicks will fit in the Eiffel Tower? It's 2,315.3 willies. Wow. Okay. What a sight. <laughs> Isn't it's it beautiful. magical? The beautiful sight. Uh, the ne- next up is Big Ben. How many dicks will fit in Big Ben? How many Big Bens will fit in Big Ben? Uh, I'll go first this time. 
do I think that's I think that's got to be shorter than the Eiffel Tower. So let's say um, twelve fifty. Ooh, I was thinking close. I'm gonna I'm gonna eke mine up to fourteen hundred knobs, please. At three hundred and ten feet, it is shorter, and Peter is closer oh. because seven hundred and twenty nine dicks can fit oh, wow. in Big Ben. Oh, oh it's way smaller. Yeah. We move on to the Taj Mahal. How many dicks <laughs> can fit in the Taj Mahal? Hmm. How many was Big Ben, roughly, did you say? Uh, 729 dicks. Okay, I think the Taj Mahal is probably a bit shorter than... Oh, I don't know. I've only seen those photos a bit far far away. I'm going to say 700 dicks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... I'm going to say the Taj Mahal's a bit, bit bigger than Big Ben and go 850. It's 240 feet, so it's smaller than Big Ben. What? <laughs> and the Taj Mahal can fit 565 dicks inside. Ooh. Oh, good to know. Yeah. We've got the Empire State Building next. How many Richards can the Empire State Building take? An awful lot. An awful yeah. lot. Yeah. What do you think, Mikey? I'm going to go 5,750. Eiffel Tower was... <laughs> Eiffel Tower's 2,000. How many Eiffel Towers fit in in the Empire State Building? Look, we're not using American got... measurements, okay? We're using right. British dicks. <laughs> yeah, in British dicks. Uh, imperial dicks. Um, there's been an awful lot of imperial dicks to the Taj Mahal. That's, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> they have. Um, okay, I think it's it's got to be t- at least three Eiffel Towers, so I'm going to say 6,000 dicks. <laughs> dicks thousand. <laughs> did you guess, Mikey? I did. Um, okay. Was it? Oh, God, I've forgotten what I said, though. 5,350, maybe? Yeah. Okay, the Empire State Building is 1,250 feet, which means that the Empire State oh. Building can take 2,941.2 willies in well, it. Well, we really overdicked that one. <laughs> you massively overdicked that one. Let's see if you can bring it home for the final one. Uh, how many dicks will fit inside Boris Johnson? <laughs> uh, okay, we have a chance with this one, Mikey. Yeah. The I average mean... dick is five, what, 5.2 inches? 5.1 inches. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's it's like, it's it's two and a bit knobs per foot. <laughs> yeah. Two knobs uh... to the foot. <laughs> and I think Boris Johnson is probably... A tall-ish man, so I reckon Boris Johnson is like six foot one. Sorry, Dick's foot one. <laughs> so, what's that? Six times two and a bit. I'm gonna say you could get fifteen dicks in Boris Johnson. <laughs> I'm gonna eke in a little under at fourteen dicks in Boris Johnson, please. Wow, you guys were very close. Uh, Mikey takes it. Or not Mikey, sorry. Boris Johnson takes it because (laughs) he's five foot nine inches tall, which is roughly 13 and a half dicks. Nice. Uh, I assumed he was 5'10", so hey, look at that. Nice. Nice. 13.5 dicks. And that is my new game, How Many Dicks Can Fit in This Thing? Oh, we need a theme song for it and everything. That's good. Thank you. It is basically, we are, I am just getting you to guess the height of things, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. But with the added twist of penis, penises. Of having to first convert to imperial and then convert that number of inches and feet into the average dick size being 5.1 inches. My end goal is that you two will be very proficient at yeah. guessing the height of things in dicks and no, yeah. and no other unit of measurement. Oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the year, we'll be able to spot something in the distance. Go, yep, that's 20 dicks. Can't wait for that. Um, well, thank you very much, Ben. That was hey, a lot you're, of uh, you're um, so we've got a question here from, which one should we do next? Um, from Emmy at Emmy 191 on Twitter, who says, would you still make content if you only had one fan, but they were really rich and paid all expenses? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, mm, actually, no, I, think I, so I think it'd be a struggle. My gut, 
instinct was, yeah, of course. Like, I would I would want to keep making content. Even, well, I probably wouldn't if we had no one listening. That's a bit sad, like, sitting here and just the three of us recording a podcast. But, um, you know, <laughs> I, I would want to keep doing it even if we had barely any actual listeners because it's a lot of fun. But if it was one person who is single-handedly funding the entire venture, you would feel obliged to, like, tailor the content to them you'd have to always answer their questions <laughs> um and there would just be one massive very generous donation in pod squad <laughs> what if they just donated two dozen times to pod squad each week with yeah. different names yeah that would make it yeah, I don't know. It would almost be like living in in the sort of a Truman Show kind Truman of thing. Truman Show. That might be happening right now, Ben. You don't That's know. true, except you'd be aware of it, which would be weird Yeah, to go along with. Um, oh, I think just... ultimately I, I would certainly give it a go. And then, you know, if it changed too much stuff, then maybe I would think, mm, no, this isn't, this isn't the same. It probably wouldn't be. It would be really different, actually, if you knew there was just one person. Um, I would want to keep doing it because it's fun, but I would also, it yeah, it would change how it feels, I think, to make the content. What's mm. worse, like having one fan who's like really talkative, communi- communicates a lot and he's quite engaging and so you, you get to them quite well, or someone who's like almost completely disengaged and just watches and that's it without liking, commenting or anything. <laughs> you just <laughs> throwing stuff out there into the wild. Yeah. Hmm. I well, I mean, I probably we'll get a good year of it out. I think we just do a, a string of prove it's where we go on holiday each week or something, um, have fun with it. That's the other aspect of the question: is that like it says all expenses paid? Does that mean all current ex- like the usual normal expenses we have, or like no, we have like you know a limitless budget? I don't know. Um, it would be a bit more of an incentive, I think, if they were paying for us to go and make like ridiculous stuff all over the world but mm. i mean at that point they might as well just oh it's strange isn't it they might as well just start a, a company and employ us you know yeah <laughs> just just fund our our i don't know it would be weird but it would also feel like a, a strange form of prostitution mm, yeah true. it would be, It'd be like know? it's like being a performing monkey yeah <laughs> dance yeah. monkey dance Make, make posts up. Oh God! Do post some tat forever. Don't worry. I'll buy you things each oh. week. I'll send you it. To be honest, it sounds like more work for them than for us. Yeah. Sort of verges on creepy, really, that they're that keen. Yeah. Um, to yeah. keep us going. Mm. Mm. What we think about it, the, the yeah, less appetizing think about. it becomes. The Just, answer is no, Emmy. We wouldn't do it. <laughs> I yeah. suppose it's no, but then also with an asterisk. How much? money yeah <laughs> just how much money are we talking here because i could do and it for like a couple of years do? and retire <laughs> yeah yeah what if this person who asked this question has all this money and they were ready to handle it <laughs> and now like ah oh, well oh even the way God. they've gone on about it yeah screw yeah. those guys God, don't look a gift oh, well. horse in the mouth <laughs> never mind uh i've got a thing here yes um I can't remember where I saw this, but I saw it and immediately added it to my list of things that I have to bring as things. Um, uh, I've got a million apps open on my phone like a granddad. One second. (laughs) I had it. I had it. Oh, here it is. Okay. So I'm hoping you guys haven't seen this. Um, Chess World. This is according to themetro.co.uk, written by Anugraha Sundara Velu, who says... Chess world rocked by rumours of anal beads and artificial oh, intelligence. No. I, I saw a couple of people tweet us this, but I didn't open it. Right. How many anal okay. beads can you fit in a person? <laughs> <laughs> the world of chess, hyperlinked chess. <laughs> what is it? Can you, what is it? Oh, let me find out. Okay. Uh, it takes you to just a different chess related article, oh. which is ch- chess robot breaks boy's finger for taking his turn too quickly. Brilliant. <laughs> you will learn. <laughs> a robot broke a seven-year-old's finger when it grabbed the child's hand during a chess match in Moscow. Oh, that's a much better story. Uh, anyway, the world of chess has been rocked by the biggest scandal in years and it, and it involves artificial intelligence and anal beads. Mm. Last week, 
World Chess Champion Magnus Carlsen withdrew from a major tournament with a $350,000 prize money after his unexpected defeat by underdog Hans Niemann. Norway's Carlsen announced his withdrawal in a cryptic tweet, with a video implying that Niemann had cheated. The tweet was accompanied by a video of Portuguese soccer manager Jose Mourinho saying, I prefer really not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. Other big names in the sport declared Neiman's play sus. Suspicions were raised further when Neiman admitted to cheating twice previously. Chess.com, not hyperlinked, issued a statement that it had banned Neiman from its site over his alleged cheating. Chess enthusiasts online have since gone on to speculate that Neiman may have been cheating with computer assistance and anal beads. <laughs> currently obsessed with the notion that oh, currently obsessed with the notion that Hans Neiman has been cheating at the Sinkerfield Cup chess tournament using wireless anal beads that vibrate him the correct moves. Tweeted <laughs> one user. <laughs> <laughs> As the chess world debated whether it was possible to cheat in chess with vibrating anal beads, Twitter's favourite troublemaker, Elon Musk, joined in on the debate. The Tesla CEO reacted to a clip shared by another Twitter user which showed someone discussing the possibility of anal beads being used. That's probably a good one, right? An anal bead will probably beat the thing, the engine. I don't know, I really don't know, said the person in the video. Musk reacted to the video with an adapted version of a quote from philosopher Arthur, Arthur Schopenhauer. His tweet, uh, he tweeted, Talent hits a target no one else can hit. Genius hits a target no one else can see because it's in your butt. Brilliant. Um, well chess done, fans spec... <laughs> well done, Elon. Cheers, Great Mr. one. Uh, <laughs> chess fans speculated that anal beads could transmit messages from an accomplice who was watching the game being broadcast live online and consult an AI to transmit the perfect move. However, it's unclear if Neiman could be beating the tournament's anti-cheating precautions, which include a 15-minute delay in the broadcast of moves and radio frequency identification checks. Mm. Apart from the ridiculous anal beads theory, people suspect that Neiman got his hands on Carlson's game plan ahead of time, thereby anticipating his surprise opening. Neiman has vehemently denied that he cheated against Carlson and even went so far as to say that he would play fully naked to prove it. No. <laughs> Unless there's a camera up his bottom, we're not going to know. <laughs> Other chess pros have defended Neiman, calling the allegations a witch hunt. The real question, of course, this is not the article anymore, uh, how many dicks could you fit inside Hans Neiman? Oh, that's difficult because, to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. At least um, one? More than most men, because he's, you know, he's made some space in there. Of course. Oh. That's what it's for. Yeah. Um, and I, I, so, I wish him all the best. Yes, yeah, me too. Um, I'm just, I've clicked on the uh, the broken finger one, and there's a video embedded at the top. Oh no! I'm just going to oh, see if it shows God. the boy's finger being broken. I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, oh, e yes, it does. Oh. Uh, it, it's not, it's not particularly violent, but. Um, not like it grabs it and whips it round and snaps it. No, no, it just seems. To, I think it just sort of grips hold of his finger. So it. Ugh. I'm trying Ugh, to actually, that's it. still making me feel oh weird. <laughs> um, children are weak, man. Here we go. Let me send this to you. Guys. Did you say children are weak? To... Yeah, I can't. robot touching <laughs> me wouldn't break my finger. Come on, kids. <laughs> the kick a robot's ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there we go. That's. That's that. Uh, I, on, I heard, I saw the headlines. I assumed it was like pretty well substantiated. It wasn't just wild rumor. Because holy hell, all that man's ever going to have associated with him now is this whole this whole fiasco, which isn't even proven to be true. That's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I must say, I was a bit. If you couldn't tell, I'd not read the article. Uh, I just brought it along. I was a bit disappointed to find out that it was just some people said, "Oh, maybe he used anal beads." And that's that's the story. Um, I was really hoping that actually it was proven that he had done, but no, apparently not. Uh, I've sent you guys a link to the chess robot breaking a boy's finger. Yeesh, um, yeah, that is rough. <laughs> basically, for those who don't want to watch the video, all that happens is the, the robot arm moves a piece away from a certain square, um, and then while it's sort of finishing its move, the boy does his move and moves straight onto that square... Uh, where 
the robot just was. And then it, the robot seems to come back and like grab the piece or think oh, yeah, I think no. it's trying to grab the piece that he's moved on to there, but it grabs his finger and yeah, I don't oh. know. Um, but there you go. So the chess world has been rocked. <laughs> By a, by the potential scandal, <laughs> yes, <laughs> a completely manufactured scandal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scandal pending. Um, oh, I'll ask another question. We can finish off with: um, Do you guys still have something from your childhood you can't seem to let go of, like a toy or a blanket? I don't want to brag, but I still have most of my stuffed animals. But I'm only thirty two and I'm still in my youth, right? Okay, love you, bye. That <laughs> oh. was from Paul at Paul Zaremba sixteen. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Uh, I've still got my uh, big animated series Batman toy. I've nice. still got a fair amount. This will probably be the same for you, Peter. I've still got a fair amount of my gaming stuff from my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've still, it's not in my flat, but it's at my parents' house. Still got my teddy. Yeah. Uh, still hanging around. But that's that's probably about it. I don't think I'll ever throw those things away, though. Yeah. Um, I've I've still got a bunch of PS1 games I had when I was, you know, Five, six, seven, eight. My boots scoot and bait. I don't know what that really got me there. Just <laughs> ran away with me. Um, but yeah, when I was a young un, still got some of the original games I had. Rather than you know, I I know a lot of people who've got a load of PS One games, but they're sort of repurchased ones when they kind of picked up the hobby again. But um, yeah, some of mine still have little sheets of paper inside with cheat codes and stuff. <laughs> um, and my parents have kept a couple of my teddies, I think, in a bag. I don't know if they've kept them. For me, or for them, or for like potentially their grandchildren, um, they've definitely kept a load of toys for their grandchildren that were once mine. Um, we had this like farm toy that was this. It was like it was made of wood. It was a bit like a doll's house, but it was open air. It was like a, just a farmyard. It had like four fields. It had a barn and a little like tractor garage and a pigsty, and it was all just like nailed down onto this big big piece of wood so it was this great big toy that you put on the floor and then you would get all of your animal toys out of the big box of plastic animal toys and make a farm i guess i don't really know yeah it was cool i liked it and they've still got a lot of like duplo and wooden blocks and things so i think they're trying to send me a message to be honest yeah (laughs) it's time yeah I think, sadly, a lot of my childhood stuff either got sold or thrown away. I'm trying to remember what's around the house, but there is one item that I will never, ever, ever let get binned or moved away or anything like that. And I think it's it's an object that is instrumental in uh, my online persona, at least, and how I present myself, which is um, when I was very young, I must be like five or six, we went on holiday to Spain and we went, I think, Tenerife. We went to the Laurel Park, which is the Parrot Park, um, and it's this huge zoo with just hundreds and hundreds of parrots. And I think that might have been the thing that's cemented in my head as a child. Ah, parrots, they're great animals. Um, and holidays. Which obviously, and holidays. <laughs> no bacon yet, but that, <laughs> Did that's you have coming. Bacon that day? Or? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that one day it set me on a trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> the best day of your life. <laughs> holidays. holidays. Oh my bacon. God, there's every chance I had bacon that day. That is, that's, that's magical. Um, yeah, while they're surrounded by all these wonderful birds, I, I, I bought um, a, a little parrot. Well, I didn't buy it. I didn't have money back then as a kid. My parents bought me a little plushy parrot um, that we called oh. Paulie. Um, oh. And I, I, I carried him everywhere with me everywhere for years and years. Um, he's a little bit dirty and scuffed up now, but he's quite safe and secure in the back of my cupboard at home, which feels mean. I feel like I need to, next time I go home, get him and put him on display. But I don't yeah, want yeah. to risk any damage to him. He's my, fa- my, my best friend. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, the best thing, Mikey, is not only did on that day, especially if you had bacon, which you may or may not have done, uh, not only did you have your three best things, but you probably also <laughs> avoided your three worst things. In the, <laughs> you weren't at school, you weren't okay. doing work, and you were likely not surrounded by anyone who doesn't like parrots. Yeah. <laughs> Paradise. Take the Mickey out of parrots. Oh, parrots <laughs> the, dice. Oh, take uh, the Mickey out of, was it? I thought it was people that didn't like parrots. Uh, yeah. you take, take the, the Mickey, Mickey out of parrots. <laughs> yeah, well, the back when I was really jordy. <laughs> wow, yeah, what a day. No wonder it was so formational in my life. <laughs> to the point where I still... Te- I that, that, that manufactured my entire personality, my likes and my dislikes, all in one magical wow. afternoon. <laughs> 
it's all just been downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, still got my parrot's holidays and bacon, though. Well, not even holidays anymore. Or oh, bacon. Jesus, I've lost it all. <gasps> Two tickets, <laughs> tickets to, parrot to paradise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Well, thank you. I don't know why I didn't just say that out loud, Ben. Well, I it discreetly it, via Discord. I said it. I said it once, and you guys were talking. I didn't want to say it again. So I just <laughs> oh, put, oh no! Just, just put it there. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Ben. Thank you. I thank you, guys. That. Thank you. <laughs> well, I would ordinarily edit out any talking talkings over, but I will leave that one in oh, um, so that everyone else can at least laugh at your excellent paradise. Joke. <laughs> two tickets to paradise. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. I, th- I think that's everything, right? We've really, God, we've. This is going to be one of the shortest year boys in a while, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my goodness, what a show! I think it's what been a show. very good one. Uh, thank you for sorting the questions, Peter. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And uh, thank you both for your things too. Uh, did you know that there is a shop? Michael will tell you a bit more about the shop. The shop. If you navigate on over to store.yogscast.com, you will find a very, very is it veritable bounty? Yes. <laughs> I really, I got it. I, I, I should, should be obvious by now, but I barely have a grasp on the English language. I just kind of <laughs> say syllables and hope they're right. <laughs> there, but if you go to store.yogscast.com, there's a veritable bounty of goodies and best yet is our, some of those veritable bounties of goodies. That's a lot of words. Just say clothes or merch. Some of the stuff on this website has our logo and stuff and faces on it. And it's great. It's, oh, it's all beautiful. It's amazing. If you go down and navigate to the video section, you will find the recently released It Is Beans Time t-shirt. Thank you so much to everyone who's bought one so far. You're all stars. Mm. Um, lovely Podiat's design, a Podiat's mug, the classic VS1 hoodie amongst other delights. So get yourself down there and grab your seller bargain. That's store.yogscast.com. Mm. Uh, why not check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash Vidiots Official. Official. Bit.ly forward slash Vidiots Official Discord. That's a capital V, a capital O, and a capital D. Come hang out with other people and say hello. Twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. We stream there sometimes. And of course, streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots Donations. Donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and join Pod Squad. Mikey, kick us off for the last time, please. A global atrocity. Poddily, squaddily, Mr. Blobby becomes a hitman. Specky Becky. Queen would have loved Steam Deck. Mm. Ian Jasper, 57 and two thirds. The Queen's orphaned corgis. Freddie Weber got the clap. Stephen Scordes. And very funny name, Lord Brotovich. Uh, also, Don Echo 7. The Queen isn't dead. She's just changing. Severin D, Blobby's Gobby Gets Me Throbby, Bobus Boppis, Lorem Ipsum Dolor Sitamet, who was very generous. Thank you very much. Thank you. Podiots Presents D's Nuts, Caroline It's Not Your Baby, and One With Everything. And finally, we have Peter Parker's Perky Pecker, Janet Wicks Likes to Hear Wicks, No Wanking, Queen's Dead, Mr. Macca, Hello, Dista Google Maps Police, Caroline Did Anal on OnlyFans, the Heartless Nerd, who was very generous, thank you very much. Meth the Gone Goose, Ben's Lunchtime Egg, Big Titty Jesus 42, and Twiddle My Left Analogistic. Thank you so much, everybody. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash poddy donations, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning, at the end of the show. Uh, Peter, what's out on Vidiots this week, four years ago? I'll tell you. Worst games ever, 50 cent bulletproof. Boundless stream highlights, hashtag ad, remember that? Boundless. Fun. Uh, Get Out of the Way, Overcooked 2. The Dunster Vlog, Arcades, Fish and Chips, and Castles. And Upsetting Grands. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Heroes in Training, Marvel Spider-Man Part 2. So Part 1 was on the last episode of Podius. Podius Episode 15, Get the Flump. Post some Tat 31, Poop. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man in real life live action finale. Oh nice. yes, we love that one. Um, uh, worst games ever. Hulk Hogan's main event. Oh my god. Peter gets hit by a car. Oh, some real royalty in this fortnight here. Um, <laughs> Neil's masterpiece. Art Attack PC. Mm-hmm. Holy hell. Uh, Vidiot's live Twitch stream. The Sims Three. Uh, Person tap number thirty-two. Ed Miller band. <laughs> 
And uh, finally, airport to airport GTA Five challenge. Yes. There you go. Yes. Very nice. What was that? What What was the uh, the the kind of I don't know what's the word hindrance the the sort of the handicap on the airport oh, to airport. I think we challenge. had a lot of police on us. I think it was like a five oh, star yeah. wanted yeah, level yeah. or similar. Something like that piece of cake. Mm. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. Well, uh, Mikey. Where are you on the internet, please? At Parrot Boy on Twitter is the best place to keep up to date with my comings and goings and doings and deings. And I stream once or twice a year on Twitch at Parrot Boy on there too. Thank you. Wonderful. And Peter, where are we? Uh, we are together at uh, Team Triple Jump on YouTube and Twitch, putting out lots of content, streams, videos, and things. But you can also get us on Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Confused underscore Dude. I'm also on Instagram, but I only post every so often. Go check so. it out. Go check it out. Yeah. Uh, why not leave us an iTunes review or a five star rating on your platform of choice? It helps with something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We'd really, really appreciate it. Do we have a final question before we disappear this week? How many dicks could fit inside you? Oh, yeah, there we go. That's a good yeah, question. Be precise as well. Yes. Yeah, remember it's 5.1 inches yes. average dick. Yeah. How many dicks could fit in you? Well, let's know. Uh, wonderful. Take care of yourselves, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.